It's the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Let's make this episode dynamite. What it do, Dynasty Dudes? It's the next episode of the Dynamo Dynasty Show. We're here reviewing week six, previewing week seven, and we have grade the trades. Um, Week six uh, was one that a little opposite from week five. I would not say there was a lot of monster performances. I found found the most of the league was rather low scoring. Uh, Only one person actually broke 140. Uh, The rest, I don't even think broke 120. Um, so, yes, it was very low scoring this past week. Uh, but to start off, let's review what happened. Um, little bro Adam takes down big bro 111.66 to 98.52. Uh, he does get the bragging rights, at least for the time being. Um, at least, you know, with the fancy football side, I'll still take the uh, good, better looking um, sibling award. But... Uh, his team, you know, still 111 points, solid showing. Uh, he had a monster performance from Amara St. Brown, the sun god. Uh, Barkley came back with a decent performance with 13.8. Uh, he had a lot of, uh, you know, minor double-digit points. He had a modest performance from Josh Allen, but he got it done. On the other side, um, myself, just here for the podcast, Obviously, I did pick the right quarterback this time, but it did not matter. Uh, I got failed um, by Puka, who only had four receptions for 26 yards, uh, and Rashad White. Otherwise, a solid, almost 10 point, 10 points from the majority of the of the uh, players, except for Devontae Smith, who continues his slump, even though he got 11 targets this past week. Um, Next up, we have Andy defeating Colt, uh, 81.88 to 69.58. Uh, Andy was led by Alvin Kamara, who has come back with a vengeance. He is just a solid PPR machine, even though that New Orleans offense is hot garbage. Uh, CeeDee Lamb also had a solid performance with catching all his pa- passes for 117 yards. Um he did have some some duds, however, with Logan Thomas with only 1.2 and Tutu Atwell with only four. However, he w- he did enough to get past uh, Colt, who had a very bad showing, not even breaking 70 points. Uh, he was led by Tua uh, and a obviously great performance from A.J. Brown. Other than that, he even played an inactive player, Zay Jones. Uh, he might be in it for the tank. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. We said already that he had to uh, do something about that, but it wouldn't have mattered. It looked like uh, whoever he would have put in in his place, but he had a lot of single digits and low single digits as at that. And Colt is not looking good going into week seven, but he's passed a bunch of bye weeks, so uh, he could be on the up and up. Mike D, his little uh, his little win streak is halted in superior fashion by uh, Oscar, uh, I believe getting his second win of the season, high scorer in the league this week, uh, mainly thanks to a three-touchdown performance from Raheem Mostert, who came back. We said it, he needed a big one. He was the true X-factor. Um, he did have 
other solid performances from Pacheco, even downs due to his five receptions and a touchdown. Um, 27 points from Cooper Cup. The dude has come back. The king has returned uh, and hurts, of course. Oscar is in a win-it-now mode, and with Cooper Cup coming back, he is looking good uh, in that upper trajectory, at least. On the other side, um, McCaffrey, he is human. I think the second week in a row, he was facing a tough defense, only 14 points, still 14 points. He did, he did have solid performances from Drake London, Jalen Waddell, Adam Thielen, uh, but think, uh, performances like from Zach Ertz and Cam Akers, his running back too, which we know is going to be issue, ultimately did Mike D in. Uh, both are sitting at two and four. Cuz uh, uh, coming in 4.2, giving Brad the third uh, law, straight loss after a stellar 3 0 performance, 3 uh, 0 start. Cuz. Uh, 115.2 to Brad's 8804. Uh, Cuz had 20 points from Stefan Diggs, nearly 20 points from Michael Pittman, uh, 20 points from Brees Hall. We get 60 points between three players. You're going to have a good week. And it, it hides the one catch, one yard performance from uh, George Kittle. Um, so he was able to do enough. Uh, on the other side, Brad, uh, Brajan Robinson. You know, he has that solid, consistent 13 to 15 points, but he was drafted to be a game changer. He's not doing that yet. Zay Flowers had a solid uh, performance, uh, though, catching a touchdown at set and had 17.1 points. Addison also caught, caught, his, uh, caught an, a t- another touchdown as well. Uh, however, Kirk Cousins just not doing it. He doesn't look the same with... Uh, he was facing Chicago, too, which, which sucks. Uh, he doesn't look the same without J.J., uh, Brad uh, had to make a move, and he did. When we will get into that shortly. Um, Dom also uh, came over with the victory, uh, 114.92 to 68.46, defeating Ian. Uh, Dom did this even with his quarterback uh, leaving the game, Justin Fields, uh, due to a dis- dislocated uh, thumb. Uh, he didn't have any touchdowns before he left either. Uh, so very, very poor showing there. Um, he will have, he did have solid performances from uh, Taylor's brother, uh, S- uh, Swift. Uh, he also had Tyree Kill, of course, team captain, who had nearly 30 points. Kyle Pitts showed up, got a touchdown in God knows how long. And Keelan Allen and Garrett Wilson did their part in that flex spot with nearly, uh, with around 20 points each. Um, which is a rather nice return from the buy, at least for Keenan Allen. Ian, on the however, had a very, very poor showing. He he still had uh, Walker, uh, you know, get that touchdown. He just finds a way and had seventeen point nine points. Uh, he had ten points from Mark Andrews, thirteen points from Chris Godwin. But other than that, one point one. From Debo Samuel, three point one from Gabe Davis, four point three from Dave Montgomery, who left early with a uh, injury. So he uh, he is not looking good. He is struggling with a lot of injuries, um, at least this week. And Dom leaves and is now even three and three. Ian as well, three and three, three. Big Dynamo, one hundred twenty-eight point nine four defeats uh, uh, everyone on the trade block. Uh, at least that was last week's game, and that was true. Again, we're going to get into that 
Um, Big Dynamo had big performances from Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, Jacoby Myers still shows why he is the true wide receiver one in Vegas. Um, you know, he may not have the strongest of wide receivers, but he has two solid one now with Jacoby Myers and Christian Kirk. Uh, he could be in the market to have a trade for a win now piece, possibly. Um, while on the other side, with everyone on the trade block, nearly 20 points from Patrick Mahomes. Kyron Williams had a strong second half of that game, finished with 21.8 points. Tony Pollard had a great game. Uh, Alave had a good game. Tyler Lockett had a decent game. However, the rest, rest of his team, uh, not so great. Jerry Judy, only 4.4. Uh, DeMarcado, 2.7. Uh, and everyone on the trade block traded away basically half his team. Uh, and he is now trusting the process. Uh, he is currently at one and five, while Ali is at five and one, sitting at the top of the rankings. Now, I've mentioned it multiple times. It was basically Dirty Dan's trade show this uh, this week. Three trades. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Three trades happened this week. Two of them Dan was a part of. But they were massive ones, at least one giant massive one. But the first one we had, uh, Brad actually was also in um, two trades. So I guess it was Dan and Brad's uh, trade show. I'm sorry, Brad, for uh, not talking about how much you were involved. Uh, But Brad received Cortland Sutton from Mike D. Mike D received Elijah Mitchell and a 2024 third. Now, I've been doing great the trades recently and have not been trading any i mean not grading anyone um i'm gonna stop that so brad gets a starter at this point Cortland sutton um while on a pretty shitty offense he uh he keeps somehow getting it done uh he's only had one week with not double digits um he got in the end zone last week he's facing green uh i mean he is a solid trade piece while the other side he traded away a bench running back um who basically becomes insurance for mike d who has cmc he only cost him a third round pick um to get a starter that he can play every week and on top of that um where i'm gonna mention it now he traded also for jerry judy he now has both denver wide receivers which is quite questionable when you first look at it, because it is not a strong offense. However, these two have been involved in trade rumors for two years now. We have to expect at least one of them is going to be moved. And if not, I can, I see one of them at least getting cut or uh, traded in the offseason. So with that, I'm giving Brad a B-. And I'm giving him a, a Mike Dickinson while he gets his insurance. He did trade away a starter. Um, I'm giving him a C plus. It's good to have the San Francisco running back, but sometimes you don't know who that's going to be. And we don't even know if it's going to be Jordan Mason, but he at least got a third uh, added as well. So a little insurance uh, plus the third. I'll give him a C um, and a B minus for Brad on that first trade. Second trade um, was Dom receiving Keenan Allen. From Dan, Dan received Kyron Williams. At the time, Kyron Williams uh, was healthy. 
um, uh, this is coming. This trade was made before he uh, has he. It was shown uh, revealed that he has an ankle injury that commit have him missing a couple of weeks. But this is dynasty. We're not just talking about one year. We're talking about uh, years in the future. Keenan Allen for Dom is in a win now mode. He is a thirty year old wide receiver. While how much we I love Keenan Allen. It is still dynasty. So, you know, he's not going to be there for much of Dom Dom's future. He's most likely going to be holding the bag, in my opinion. Um, however, that could go quite a while if he keeps performing the way he is. Currently 31. He's currently the wide receiver four. He is in a win-now mode, without a doubt. I'm giving him an A. Kyron Williams at the time, um, top top uh, five running back. Um, he is on an offense who loves to run the ball. Um, on top of that, he uh, was looking great, and he is young. He's only in his second year. You could have the starter for quite some time. Um, he is the number four running back currently. However, he does he did go down to an ankle injury, which will make him out for a couple of weeks. But he is young. Um, it is a you know it's a good one for one player trade. One someone's getting younger while the other one is getting uh, you know a stud. I will say there's a little more question mark with Kyron Williams just because we don't know how loyal McVeigh is going to be to him. Um, if he gets a pretty little toy at the running back position, he's going to get it. He's, if he sees one that he wants, he's going to go out and get it. Um, McVeigh is. So uh, you got to hope the injury does not uh, push him back in that uh, in that realm. If Zach Evans comes in and, and kind of changes the tune, Ronnie Rivers gets healthy um, as well, and he, he does well, you don't know. You're not guaranteed that spot in that Rams backfield. But I like the move for both. I'm giving Dom an A, uh, and I'm giving Dan a B minus. I think Dan, um, I think he got younger, but considering one had more history, I wonder if you could have got maybe like a, a late pick added with Kyron Williams. But I don't know. Uh, I, I'm just talking my ass at this point. But now the big one. The big one. My God. Came down today. Uh, we had Brad receiving Patrick Mahomes, Jerry Judy, Darren Waller, Luke Musgrave, and a 2024 second round pick from Dan. Dan receives Laporta, uh, Sam Laporta, Kirk Cousins, Kenneth Gainwell, and Zay Flowers. Uh, you have Dan who got younger uh, at, with Flowers and Laporta. Um, I like Laporta a lot. I see him as the next Travis Kelsey. Um, he was the one that got sniped for me by Brad. Um, and I think he is someone you definitely want on your team. Flowers also looked very, very solid um, so far this season. Looks to become the number one in that Baltimore offense. Tied most likely to Lamar for the majority of his uh, career. Um, Brad, however, I mean, Kenneth Gainwell... You know, he, he's in that rotation with the Philadelphia running backs. Kirk Cousins with J.J. is awesome, but he's an older quarterback. While Brad received Patrick Mahomes, that is definitely the centerpiece of this deal. Um, he is 
the best quarterback, you know, athletic-wise uh, for the next 10 years easily, top three. Um, and I think this year will show um, that they need a star wide receiver and they're going to go out and get one. It could be somebody like Jerry Judy. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Uh, Denver will never trade Jerry Judy within a division. However, they could go and get, you know, get someone or in the offseason draft draft a, a first-round wide receiver. I expect Patrick Mahomes not to have a star receiver after the season because the lack of that, lack of the that play, um, that position is very evident in that offense. Um, and I think they're going to fix it. Jerry Judy, uh, to me, this, he showed promise in his, in his career and he's still highly touted in dynasty. But I think, I think Brad went for this cause he knows Judy is not going to stay with Denver. Judy's most likely going to get dealt. Uh, he's been the one talked about the most between him and Cortland Sutton, but he's, he's, he's definitely, um, diversifying he he thinks one of them is going to be moved to Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy and he has both and he could get a wide receiver one on two teams Darren Waller is a, a, a good he's an aged replacement for Sam Laporta um, Waller he gets tons of targets he's going to get you um, probably a top five at the end of the season showing at the tight end position but to back that up to get Luke Musgrave a highly touted tight end who's going to be a young tight end one um, was a killer move. Um, and he gets a second out of it. So I'm giving Brad an A for this, for this deal because he gets Patrick Mahomes probably for the next 10 years. He gets uh, a, a, a good replacement for Laporta um, and Waller for the year, but then he gets Musgrave on top of that with a second. Like I think, Brad won this deal hands down. Not to say that Dan left uh, without nothing. He got Laporta Cousins when JJ comes back. If he if he's extended even for a year to appease JJ, that's good. Uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins was the number one quarterback in the beginning of the season uh, because of that because of a weapon like him. Uh, Flowers also was a good pickup. He definitely got younger there. So because he's getting younger, he is. He is trusting the process. I do think he is no longer um, tanking. I mean, I don't think he's no longer I, no longer competing. He is going to try to uh, collect younger pieces. I think, if anything, because Mahomes was involved, I think Brad should have been the one to trade the second-round pick to Dan, not vice versa. So, uh, Dan, I'm giving you a B-. minus. Uh, just because I like Laporta that much, uh, and Brad gets an A, nearly an A plus on this deal. Um, all right, that's enough of kissing Brad's ass. Um, let's move on to Week Seven. So Week Seven, let's look at the the great barn burner we have on the on the docket with the two and four just here for the podcast, twelfth uh, I believe against or eleventh. Face, facing off the 12th, 1-5, trust the process. Dirty Dan, he just traded halfway his team uh, before he faced me. Um, and at the quarterback position, we have Brock Purdy currently in there. I think he, the San Francisco is going to look to um, 
avenged their loss to Cleveland and PJ Walker. Um, and that's why I currently have him in uh, over Lamar Jackson. I think I'm, I'm, I'm still think I'm going to stick with that. It's in the dome. Um, I think there's been a lot of doubts about uh, a lot of, a lot of whispers about Purdy after uh, this last performance. I think he's going to go and rebound after this week. I'm um, after, uh, after last week's uh, embarrassment. Um, I, I say embarrassment, but they do. Cleveland has a good defense. However, uh, they should have never let PJ Walker beat them. Well, on the other side, we have Jared Goff going against Baltimore. Baltimore is a decent defense. Jared Goff, though, has some great weapons in Amara St. Brown and Laporta, which only means that he now has the stack of Laporta and Jared Goff. Oh, yay me. He's currently the number five quarterback. Um, and I'm going to give the advantage to, um, to Jared Goff and entrust the process. Um at the running back position, we have Rashad White going against Atlanta. Atlanta slows that game down. Not that bad of a defense. Ramondre Stevenson, who against Vegas, as we expected, did a little bit better. Buffalo is also middle of the pack. Um, you you think you, you hope that he can um, keep it going, but he did leave a portion of the game last week um, with an injury, and he's currently questionable. Well, on the other side, you have Kenneth Gainwell, his new toy against Miami. Um, Gainwell has not been that useful um, with Swift basically taking over. You also have Keaton Mitchell. He's going to go and just roll the dice with Keaton Mitchell for the Baltimore Ravens at running back two. Um, I think with that being said, and it's a tough Detroit defense, uh, Unless he makes another deal, which is very fucking possible at this point. I'm giving the advantage of running backs to myself. At wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, who has been a complete and utter bust uh, so far, uh, got a goose egg last week. He is facing the Giants, though. Um, He only had one target last week. I don't know what Dotson did to Howell, um, but it's really, really disappointing. Also have Puka Nakua, who had a, who came down back to earth, but he had he was with ninety percent, ninety six percent of the snaps last week. He had seven targets still. He only reeled in four for twenty six though. I do expect those targets to turn into more yardage, um, even with Cooper Cup back. He is playing second fiddle, but he's still getting a sizable target share. Um, I, I like Puka still. Chris Olave um, had a decent game. With seven seven catches for ninety six yards against Houston, he's facing Jacksonville on Thursday night. Um, however, I will say uh, they do not have a good line right now. Um, the the Saints, the half the half the uh, line is out. So, how much does Derek Carr have time to throw? We'll see. Um, but uh, he's still he is the number one in that offense, uh, and he's getting yards uh, most of the weeks. No touchdowns yet, I think, this year. No, he had one against New England, but he only had two catches for 12 yards. Uh, Zay Flowers' new toys against Detroit. Uh, Caught his first touchdown last week. Uh, Going against Detroit this week. He is the number one in that Baltimore offense. Um, I could try to cancel him out with Lamar, but I I don't know yet. I'm, I'm 
twiddling my thumbs on that decision. Uh, with that being said, because Jahan Dotson has been a complete and utter bust so far, and I have no choice but to play him because of fucking bye weeks, um, I'm going to be uh, giving the advantage to uh, trust the process. At the tight end position, Jonah Smith, who has run the third most routes for Atlanta, uh, caught a touchdown last week. Uh, he had five targets. He is currently number nine tight end. Um, going against Laporta, uh, the guy I wanted in the draft, and I have to face him so soon, the second time in three weeks. Um, doesn't I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And he gets the stack with Goff and Laporta advantage. Laporta. At the flex position, we have um, A.J. Dillon against Denver. Denver is the 32nd-ranked rush defense against running backs. That's good. What's bad, it's A.J. Dillon. Um, And if Aaron Jones is back, A.J. Dillon takes a back seat. Again, bye weeks um, do not not do me any favors uh, with both um, Jamar Chase and Nico Collins on bye. Uh, and I also have Devontae Smith going against Miami uh, on Sunday night. Devontae Smith, uh, addition to the, the injury report and did not practice with a hamstring injury. I hate hamstring injuries, um, so I will be risking it quite a bit, I believe, at this point um, because my options are very scarce um, at, because of buys. Well, on the other side, you have Tyler Lockett and Rasheed Rice. Tyler Lockett had a, a decent game after some mediocre ones with six catches for 94 yards going against Arizona that week pass defense. And then Rasheed Rice, uh, he had four targets, but for 72 yards last week, he's go, coming off back-to-back double-digit uh, point performances. With that being said, I'm giving trust the process, the advantage here, and this, this player spotlight, I'm dealing with player spotlight rather than X-Factor. It, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson. The big advantage for for um, Dan is, uh, or actually the big disadvantage for Dan, is the running back position. However, uh, everywhere else he is. So Johan Dotson has to do something. He's a first-round pick. Um, I sniped him from Brad for a reason, okay? You have to prove me wrong um, or prove me right, damn it. It's against the New York Giants. Um, Right now he's playing like second or third fiddle um, in the receiving receiving, uh, core. Next up, we have Oscar versus Colt. Um, Oscar is currently um, projected 121.8 to 104.55 for Colt. Uh, One's coming off the highest points. Colt might be coming off the lowest points of the week. Um, At the quarterback position, we have Jalen Hurts. We have the two quarterbacks that are actually going against one another in their matchup. Jalen Hurts against Miami, against Tua, Tungabailoa, against Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia does not have a good secondary. They are banged up. Um, they don't look great. Miami also doesn't have that great of a secondary. They just let Adam Thielen get so many, so much garbage, garbage time performances. But Jalen Hurts maybe without 
Devontae Smith. But he rushes the ball. I'm giving advantage to Jalen Hurts, but just slightly. Just, just slightly. At the running back position, Josh Jacobs uh, against Chicago, plus matchup. Raheem Mostert against Philadelphia, not plus matchup, but is the Miami offense. uh, And he is scoring touchdowns in bunches against Aaron Jones, possibly returning. And if so, a very juicy matchup, as previously mentioned, in Denver. And then Austin Eckler against Kansas City. Colt is kidding back to full strength, and it could spell trouble for everyone um, with these two now in the lineup. Um, I'm going to give the advantage, as long as Aaron Jones plays, advantage to Colt. At the wide receiver position, we have Mike Evans against Atlanta and Cooper Cup against Pittsburgh. Uh, Mike Evans didn't have a great performance last week, but still had 10 targets and was wide open for like a 92-yard touchdown that Baker Mayfield just threw too low and it was batted down. And Cooper Cup is who he is, and that is the king of wide receivers in fantasy football. Um A.J. Brown, very, very solid ever since his bitching and moaning on Thursday night. Um, And now he gets Miami, which should be a high-scoring affair. And then Christian Watson against Denver. Again, a solid matchup. He had seven targets for 91 yards. He is a boomer bust to Sean Sean Jackson type of player where he might get only a couple catches, but at least one of them is a long bomb. This one's hard, but I'm giving the advantage to Cooper Cup and Mike Evans and Oscar at the wide receiver position. At the tight end position, we have Dallas Goddard against Miami, against Cole Komet against Vegas. So Goddard, um, you know, a little under 10 points, still eight targets. Want to see that from your tight end, currently a tight end 10, going against Miami. Again, should be high scoring. Cole Komet, Um, he only had 2.9 points, two catches for nine yards, and his quarterback is now, um, Tyson Bagent. Uh, Justin Fields going out with a, um, dislocated thumb. Maybe the rookie looks to the safety blanket in Cole Komet. Um, I wouldn't be too, um, confident with that. So, I'm giving the the advantage to the guy who has Jalen Hurts uh, at quarterback rather than Tyler Badge or Tyson Badgent. Um, advantage Oscar at the flex. You have Amari Cooper and Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Cooper against Indianapolis. Pacheco against the Chargers. Against Sky Moore and uh, Najoku. Uh, I think there's a vast difference here. Um, and I think it's obvious that the advantage goes to Oscar. Um, and so, uh, you know, without anything left to be said, my pick is Oscar. The spotlight, it has to be Aaron Jones. You need a big, big performance for him, um, because he needs, uh, Jones to be back in that lineup. He does. And this is a great matchup against Denver. Um, Next is 
Brad versus Ian. Um, Brad, basically a brand new team. Um, Brad, Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers versus Joshua Dobbs at Seattle. I mean, can we really, do we have to compare this one? We do not. Um, it's, it's the the spotlight's going to be Joshua Dobbs. Um, I mean, Dobbs is currently quarterback 18. It's not the worst thing. However, um, it's not great. I mean, we have 12 teams. You would hope you at least have one top 12 quarterback. Um, Patrick Mahomes obviously gets the advantage. Advantage Brad. At the running back position, we have Bajan Robinson, who just lets Tyler Agir just keep on being around. Arthur Smith sucks. Um, worst coach in the league. Uh, he does not play to fancy footballers' uh, likings, and that's why you will forever be a loser. Um, we know more than you. Uh, just know that, Arthur Smith. Um, Alexander Madison going against San Francisco. Not a great matchup whatsoever in Monday night. But maybe some dump downs. It's a PPR league. That could be helpful. Walker, on the other side, just keeps finding the fucking end zone. And he's facing Arizona. He is in a smash spot this week. Um, On the other side, and also David Montgomery. He is currently questionable, but it doesn't look like he's going to play. A lot of people are saying he doesn't play, which... You just have to assume that he's going to put Javante Williams in, which against uh, Green Bay is a good matchup. Um, so I'm going to give the advantage because of San Francisco. Assuming Williams is put in over Montgomery, um, I'm giving the advantage to Ian. At the wide receiver position, Jerry Judy against Green Bay and DK Metcalf against Arizona against Debo Samuel, uh, who is an who's iffy against Minnesota on Monday night. And Devontae Adams, who has been in a slump, uh, and how much will he actually be needed against Chicago, led by Tyson Badgent? Um, you think maybe with the easier matchup, but I don't trust. Um, I don't know how much you want to rely on that, honestly. Um, I don't think the passing game is going to be needed, and if he's banged up, he may they may give him the night off. Uh, I'm going with. Because of the question marks with Debo, I'm giving the advantage to Brad, even though I'm not a huge fan of Jerry Judy in his current situation. Then we have Darren Waller against Washington. Uh, Waller um, currently tight in 11. Uh, you People in redraft at least thought he would definitely be higher at this point. Mark Andrews is going against Detroit, uh, currently tight in 4. Um, I'm going to give the slight advantage to Mark Andrews. He's been more consistent. Uh, we don't know if it's Tyra Taylor or Daniel Jones. Uh, either way, I would imagine Lamar Jackson is still a better, better quarterback. And then either of those two, I'm giving the advantage to Mark Andrews and Ian. At the flex position, uh, Jordan Addison against San Francisco. Again, not a great matchup. Cortland Sutton against Green Bay, though. Is good, and like I said, he's been pretty decent. Um, Double-digit points. Godwin, he uh, again had another double-digit point performance uh, going against Atlanta. 
and Gabe Davis, who came back to earth and broke the four streak uh, touchdown uh, or, for, or the touchdown streak he had at four um, with a very bad 3.1 point performance. I'm giving the advantage actually to Gabe Davis and, Ch- and Chris Godwin just by a little because I don't like Addison's matchup. Um, and Jari Alexander could be on Sutton, which is never good. Um, with that being said, I'm still going to give the overall advantage uh, because of the massive difference at quarterback uh, to Brad. The win goes to Brad. But this is probably the tightest of both matchups, of all the matchups in Week 7. Next up, we have Adam versus Ollie. Um, Adam has Josh Allen at the, at the realm going against New England, who is always a tough matchup for him against Matthew Stafford, against Pitt, Pittsburgh, who has Cooper Cup to throw to, and Puka Nakua. Um, so the matchup kind of evens this out. I think Stafford's touchdowns will come. Um, Stafford had, had two touchdown passes dropped by Higby and Puka. Um, so I do think Stafford should have had a better game last week. Uh, Allen uh, is Joshua, Josh Allen. But because of the matchups, I want to get make it a push because I think Stafford is going to surprise this week. Um, at the running back position, you have Sa- Saquon Barkley and Roshan Johnson. Um, highlight. I want to highlight uh, Roshan Johnson because he's currently still not practicing. And if he does not practice, that means he's on the ben- bench once again, which will ultimately really, really hurt Adam uh, to the point where I will be picking Oscar, <laughs> Oscar for the win um, because I don't think Roshan Johnson will go. And it's going to be just such a massive disadvantage um i'm not oscar i'm sorry ollie ollie um amaris uh but on the other side uh jonathan taylor against cleveland not a great matchup but he still was very involved in the passing game last week and etn has been on a tear currently running back three um with two massive performances and but he does get a rough matchup with new orleans two tough matchups on the other side, you have one guy who may not play, um, and he has to go down to to the bottom of the barrel. So because of the bottom of the barrel, most likely addition that has to happen, advantage will go to Oscar at the running back position. Uh, I keep saying Oscar. Fuck. Ollie. Ollie. I got Big O. No longer saying so big O. Uh, at the wide receiver position, Amara St. Brown and Terry McLaurin. St. Brown with a massive performance last week. He is that good going against Baltimore. McLaurin going against Giants, which is a ter- which is a bad just or a good matchup for wide receivers, um, which is good for Adam. Well, you have Christian Kirk against New Orleans. Lattimore could be on Ridley, which could mean, you know, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, it hurts a little bit more for Christian Kirk, um, but. Kirk has been very, very um, decent throughout the year, except for week one. Uh, and then there's Jacoby Myers, who is the true number one in um, in Vegas. However, Garoppolo may not play. So I don't know Brian Hoyer's tendencies. If it's Brian Hoyer, 
Um, but he is a okay backup. However, I, he's not Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the is is Jacoby's boy, so that will hurt him drastically, in my opinion. Advantage is going to go to Adam at um, that at the wide receiver position. At the tight end position, two heavyweights with TJ Hawkinson going against San Francisco with Travis Kelsey facing Chargers. Travis Kelsey is going to have Taylor Swift on his side. Ollie gets the advantage of Travis Kelsey. Nothing else to be said. I don't care if Hawkinson is good. Um, he's facing San Francisco, and he doesn't have uh, Taylor Taylor Swift. Um, at the flex position, KJ Hosborn against San Francisco. Bad matchup. Uh, Ayuk, also he has Ayuk, which I believe he will have a really, really good um, game um, this week against Minnesota. Um while Ali on his side has um, at flex Joshua Palmer, who is uh, doing okay in the in the replacement of Mike Williams, um, doing you know steady, consistent ten points, and then Evan Ingram, um, who keeps again he's also like a ten point guy. He he's got those floor guys in that flex, which is a good good thing to have. I'm giving the win to Ollie because of Roshan Johnson and just the big question mark there. I think the advantage at running back is just far too great. This is probably the best matchup of the week, though. The, uh, the other one's the closest. This one's the best. Um, next we have is Cuz versus Dom. Baker Mayfield against Geno Smith. Um uh, this is just gross. Uh, I mean, Geno Smith is okay, but Baker Mayfield, um, God, kill killing me with a wide open Mike Evans, and you can't just throw it over the line. Um, but advantage is going to go to Geno Smith. He is facing Arizona. Uh, he has plenty of weapons. They both have weapons, but I, I just like Geno Smith more uh, this week. Uh, at the running back position, Brian Robinson going against uh, – the Giants, which is a smash spot. Zach Moss going against Cleveland. And JT's getting more work. Not so great for Cuz. Uh, while on the other side, you have Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, doing his thing with Philadelphia's backfield. He, that's his backfield. And he's facing Miami. So uh, high-scoring affair. I think he's going to get plenty of work. Also, um, Cook as well. He is doing okay. Uh, not great the past couple of weeks. But... You know, he's getting you at least some steady points uh, for Dom. Advantage is because just Zach Moss is not in a great spot. I'm giving the advantage to Dom. At the wide receiver position, you have Stefan Diggs against New England. You have Michael Pittman against Cleveland, two not great matchups. And then you have Keenan Allen against Kansas City and Tyree Kill against Philadelphia. Uh, this is a killer wide receiver combo. Um Typically, Cuz has the best wide receivers um, when he faces, but not this case. Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, uh, Dom gets his new toy in a good, good uh, game, good high-scoring game at that. So, I'm giving advantage to Dom at the tight end position. George Kittle, who only had a one-catch performance um, against Kyle Pitts, who actually scored his first touchdown in God knows how long. Um, 
it's going to be very interesting here because Pitts is actually on the upswing. George Kittle actually um, is being is a mixed bag. Where he's had a lot of just bust games, but then he has two massive performances. This could be one of those, but it's in a dome. It's hard to tell. Kyle Pitts is still Kyle Pitts. I want to just give it a push and not want to talk about it anymore. Um, on the other side, you have Michael Thomas, who just keeps finding ways to just get just about 50 yards, and that about, that's about it. Um, not nothing, but at least he's consistent. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, he had 12 targets, 13 targets, and then four targets before the bye against Vegas. Makes no sense to me uh, why that was the case. Now we're going against Denver. Um, so you got to expect Jordan Love to bounce back against Denver. Dobbs, if he gets the targets, should end up um, having a bounce back game. I mean, you got to have a bounce back game from one catch for four yards. On the other side, Jalen Warren um, going against the Rams. He's a get, getting about 10 points a game. And then Curtis Samuel, who's outperforming Jahan Dotson in the commander's offense, uh, is on a two game touchdown streak. Can he make it three? That means he would be on fire by NBA Jam rules. And he's going against the Giants. I'm going to give the advantage here to, ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to do a push, honestly. I'm going to do a push, about the same. Um, I'm going to give the win, though, because of that killer duo and the big advantage I see in the running back position to Dom. The last matchup we're going to review this week is Mike D versus Andy. Um so Mike D, he could be without um, McCaffrey, which basically kills his team. But let's not get there yet. First, we have Trevor Lawrence, who may not play against New Orleans. We find that out tomorrow. Uh, or Justin Herbert against Kansas City, which is typically a high-scoring game. Um, if he can't go, Trevor Lawrence, he has to put in Desmond Ritter. You have four fucking quarterbacks. You have Trey Lance. Still, God knows how why on your roster. Uh, it's the grossest thing ever. Uh, advantage is going to uh, Andy, obviously, um, just for just poor management skills in the quarterback position. Um, however, I do like CJ Stroud. Um, at the running back position, Kareem Hunt, he's got an uptick in snaps, uh, snap percentages. Uh, he he did he got a touchdown last week. Uh, definitely on the upswing. Chris McCaffrey against a good, in a good spot against Minnesota, but he does have Elijah Mitchell now. Um, you better hope Jordan Mason isn't the guy to own um, in that backfield. While the other side you have Jameer Gibbs, who we're not sure if he's even going to play, and Alvin Kamara, who has been great. If Kamara can't play, he has some options like Justice Hill, but. Um, because we have the question mark of McCaffrey, but we also have the question mark for Gibbs, I'm going to give it a push at this point because um, it's really hard to tell. Uh, both have big questions. If Gibbs plays, it's advantage, but I don't know. that This one is just tough. There's too many question marks. At the wide receiver position, you have Jalen Waddle against Philadelphia, who's in a very good spot. I like Waddle this week. Drake London, who uh, has bounced back quite well from um, 
a bad first quarter of the season. Um, he's uh, had majority double-digit points, uh, and he came, just came back a 12-target, nine catches, 125-yard performance. Now he's going against Tampa Bay. While Hollywood Brown, who's also been really solid, um, he, he did not do too well last week with only four catches, 34 yards, but he had 11 targets. Um, one, two, three, four out of the six weeks, he's had 10 targets or more. So, you know, you, you got to follow the targets, guys. Follow the targets. You got Calvin Ridley, who possibly is going against Ridley, uh, going against Marshawn Lattimore. Um, but if he doesn't have Trevor Lawrence, we, um, we have a problem if you're a Ridley owner. I'm going to give the advantage to um, Mike D at the wide receiver position. At the tight end position, you have Zach Ertz who has fallen down from grace um, as it should be um, going against Seattle while you have Fryermuth who's coming back from injury going against the Rams. Um, Fryermuth has had at most four targets a game. I am going to follow the targets though and say Zach Ertz because he is consistently getting at least five targets a game, if not more. I'm going to give the advantage to Zach Ertz, but just slightly. At the um, flex position, you have DJ Moore against Vegas, uh, but he has Tyson Badgett throwing the ball and Craig Reynolds, um, which will be a better spot if Gibbs can't play and confirm that Monty can't play, or Elijah Moore, who's being more and more utilized in the offense. But we don't, it, we don't even know if Deshaun Watson is going to be playing. Um, and it would be uh, P.J. Walker or Jamison Williams, who did have two catches for 53 yards, but one of them was a touchdown last week. So he is a he is a burner. He's going against Baltimore. This is a tough ma- tough tough matchup. I think the spotlight's got to be on D.J. Moore. What is he going to do with Tyson Badgen at at quarterback? I have no clue. Um, because we have no idea what Trevor Lawrence is is going to do, and they possibly could be uh, Ritter. And even if Re- Lawrence plays, it's not a good matchup with New Orleans at home on Thursday night. Uh, I'm giving the win to Andy. Um, I don't think a Desmond Ritter-led team should win anything. Um, Arthur Smith sucks. But with that being said, I did want to highlight, if I, I, I lost last, last week, but what I did win was I did go six for six in my predictions. This leaves my season-long percentage to 69.7% uh, in my picks. That's pretty damn good, I would say. Um, but uh, that's it for, t- for this week's show. Um, we'll see if any more trades happen uh, between Brad and Dan. Um, they are hot and heavy for those trades right now, so... Uh, Send them a deal. You can probably get one um, done. But good night, everybody. Later.